Hi everyone, this is Evan, the cool and also very good-looking host of Fanfiction is Good, actually. Uh, I promised some people on Twitter a Quizilla bonus episode, and by Jove, here it is! Uh, I've mentioned Quizilla on the podcast several times now, probably with at least two guests by the time this comes out, uh, but it seems like none of my guests so far have had vivid memories of it the way I do, and this has made me realize that there are probably a lot of people out there who have no connection whatsoever to Quizilla and are wondering what in the holy fuck I'm talking about. It was such an important part of my on-ramp into fanfiction and fan communities that I definitely have a probably misplaced nostalgia for it, and I wanted to honor the memory of Quizilla by explaining what it was and why people used it and what happened to it. It's been upwards of 15 years since I've seen Quizilla with my own two human eyes, so I gathered up a lot of information from fanlore.org to supplement my recollection with some dates and facts and stuff. So thank you to the kind people at Fanlore for putting in real actual work. So Quizilla.com was launched in 2002, and it was, for the most part, a much earlier, much less robust version of things we have now, like Google Forms. It allowed users to relatively easily build out question-and-answer quizzes with fairly limited form logic that would allow certain answers to return certain conclusions. It also hosted these user-created quizzes, so that made them publicly accessible and searchable on the site. The site's creator provided some comments to the people at Fanlore, and it sounds like they really just thought it would be neat to give people a way to make and share quizzes without needing to learn any coding. Uh, 2002 was before my time on the internet, just barely, but a little before. Uh, and as far as I could tell, there wasn't a specific watershed moment when people realized that they could use the site to host fanfiction instead of quizzes specifically. It was a really gradual process with a few contributing factors. First, the formatting allowed you to put really big blocks of text in the question field. I assume this was just happenstance. Uh, the creator certainly never expected people to put multiple paragraphs of text in a single question field, but the site didn't restrict you from doing that. So people just took advantage of it. Uh, second, many of the personality quizzes were about popular media of the time anyway, and they had a tagging system. So visitors would search, for example, Harry Potter, and they get a huge crop of results, and this accidentally, but functionally, sorted the site by fandom. Third, fanfiction.net specifically disallowed second-person and reader insert stories. Why? I don't know. Uh, it sounds like some bullshit to me, frankly, but the fanfiction.net people didn't let you do that. Uh, second-person is, you know you round the corner, and to your surprise, uh, Light Yagami is walking down the hallway of your school. You know, like that. Fans were interested in writing and reading that sort of content, and the quiz format, even if the form logic didn't work very well, 
actually lent itself pretty well to that. So have you seen those ads for those mobile games that have an asinine little visual novel setup prompt like, you came home and found your boyfriend in bed with the babysitter. What do you do next? And the options are like, freak out or sigh, boys will be boys. Quizilla self-insert fic was exactly like that, except generally speaking, your answer didn't actually change what came next. So most of the options in the answer field were things like squee or I can't believe this is happening or oh yeah, big deal. Uh, it made you feel like you were having some kind of input on the story through the tone of your response, but the story would just carry on. So for people who wanted that content, it was a life uh, finds a way situation. <laughs> Fourth, and this completely escaped me until I started doing research, but fanfiction.net also technically didn't allow sexually explicit content at this time, which was a wild thing to realize because 16-year-old me remembers reading and writing a lot of explicit fanfiction on there, but anyway, you weren't supposed to, I guess. In the beginning, Quizilla didn't have a policy on this specifically because, like, why would you? It's a quiz website. But even after they realized that people were using it for fanfic, it seems like their moderation system was worse than the moderation on fanfiction.net, so you were less likely to have your work removed from Quizilla for explicit content. Around 2005, the site's homepage and policies started to acknowledge that people were using the site for, quote, stories. And this is around the time that I discovered Quizilla. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I'm pretty positive that I was looking for something along the lines of Yu Yu Hakusho, which character are you on Yahoo search? Google existed then, but it wasn't a big deal at the time. It wasn't ubiquitous. We were using Ask Jeeves and Yahoo and stuff. And that wound me up on the Yu Yu Hakusho results page on Quizilla. I wouldn't discover fanfiction.net until at least a year later, so this was mind-blowing for me. In 2006, so not long after I discovered it, Quizilla had sort of started to lean into the idea of hosting fanfiction by adding things like a rating system, and a message board, and making the question field actually longer, but they were bought out by a subsidiary of Teen Nick, which is a subsidiary of Nickelodeon, to the best of my understanding, and a ton of content considered to be not PG-rated was purged from the site. I had already discovered fanfiction.net by this point, so I'm not sure I was even directly aware of this happening, but that's around the time people started giving up on the site as a fanfiction hosting platform, kind of en masse. Uh, the site still existed, and this shocked me, until 2014. I sort of forgot it existed after about 2007, and I'm surprised it hung on for that long. But it was never quite what it had been after the buyout. At least some of the fan works on there had at one point been archived, but Fanlore's link to that archive unfortunately doesn't seem to work. 
Uh, I'm sure most are lost forever. Internet archiving was definitely not so much a thing in 2006 when the Great Quizilla Purge happened. But uh, I hope someone saved some of it somewhere. I don't know. I tend to feel that all human creation has some kind of value, even if it's a self-insert smut fanfiction written by a 13-year-old. According to some data from the Wayback Machine, there were over... 300,000, quote, stories on Quizilla at one point. And although I'm sure a lot of the people who created them weren't particularly attached to them anymore, I'm also sure some people were attached to those stories that were lost. So it's kind of a bummer. As I was looking into the background information for this episode, I very nearly let myself go off on a tangent about the so-called citrus scale in this mini-episode, but that would have made it extremely not a mini-episode. So I guess I'll be doing another one on the esoteric fanfiction labeling system people used to give content warnings without having their horny fanfiction deleted. I don't know when that will be, but... Oh lord, it coming. I'm going to be doing more of these bonus episodes, but from here on out, many will be Patreon exclusives. We have a small but growing squad of patrons for Where They May Radio, and those people deserve stuff for the money they're giving us. So if you liked this, and if you want more stuff like it, please go to patreon.com slash wtmradio. Also, if you want to bully me for not knowing what Wattpad is, please direct your comments to at fanficisgoodpod on the bird website. Goodbye, I love you. Where they may, radio.